Welcome to the Going Deeper podcast with Shane Dwyer. A chance to break open things that lie at the heart of the Catholic faith. Each month, Shane will be in discussion with a different guest who is seeking to live out their Catholic faith today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to our weekly podcast series on different aspects of living the Catholic Christian faith today. My name's Shane Dwyer and I'm your host throughout the series. Each month I'm joined by a different guest who will bring their thoughts and experience to our discussion. And this is the fourth in the series of recordings with our special guest this month, Stephanie Rogers, the leader of Evangelization Brisbane's Youth and Young Adults team. Stephanie has been bringing to our conversation not only her own experience of seeking to live our faith today, but the many things she has learned as she works with young people who are seeking to respond to God. And so today we continue to break open some of the implications of being called into this relationship with God, and we're keeping our thoughts directed towards the significance of our scriptures, and we turn our attention to a particularly different Difficult passage from the writings of St. Paul. So, Stephanie, we've been really wrestling, haven't we, with, with some of these passages of Scripture, you know, and, and, and what, what they mean. But first of all, look, welcome back. Thank you, Shane. Glad to be here again. Yeah, look, good on you. And look, thanks for being prepared to help us out with some of these things. Um, I think you've been doing brilliantly. Thank you. <laughs> trying to deal with some of these things. And, uh, and you know, we've got a... Um, I suppose, to do this sort of thing because while there are different ways that, uh, that God does actually communicate with us, sort of the sacrosanct way, the most important way that, uh, that sort of impacts on us on a regular basis anyway is, uh, is the Bible as the Word of God. Mm. And so we've tried over these four, uh, those, these four sort of sessions together, and we will again today, uh, trying to understand what it is that we experience uh, in the Word of God. Uh, and one of the things that we noticed, you know, um, in our last uh, session together is the importance of understanding that while the text of Scripture is personal to each one of us, it actually comes to us in the context of the community, mm. uh, you know, that wrote the Scripture under mm-hmm. God's guidance and continues to help us understand what that scripture means. But it's all in the context then of, the, of this personal relationship that God wants to have with each of us. Um, what do you think about this idea uh, that God wants to have a personal relationship uh, with you? I think when I encountered Jesus personally, it really changed my life. And it really kind of blows me away that God would want to have a relationship with me and that he wants to have a relationship with every single person in the world. It really blows my mind. But at the same time, it it's just baffling to and, and humbling to know that there is this almighty, powerful God who just really wants to get to know you. And I think that's beautiful. I think it really changed how I lived out my faith um, when I was 
growing up, my my family were Catholic. We would, you know, go to church every Sunday, but that was the extent of our faith. Mm. We never talked about God outside mm. of going to church. We didn't. We weren't the type of family to pray before meals or or any of that. And so, my experience was just coming to mass because mum forced me to. But it wasn't until I had that personal encounter where I was able to have my eyes open to a whole new life, a whole new life of freedom, a whole new life of joy and love. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard, isn't it, Shane, to kind of put words to a personal relationship with God, but it's definitely, it's definitely life-changing. And I think my heart is for every person to be able to have a personal relationship with Jesus because once once you do it really um transforms your life and that i think uh, that you know you've described that very beautifully i remember oh years ago i was running some um lenten talks um in another diocese you know it was about 15 years ago something like that and uh, and i was talking about this point about having a personal relationship with jesus and uh, and somebody came up to me afterwards. He was an older guy. Um, he'd clearly, you know, been practicing his faith his whole life and everything. Uh, and uh, so that's why he'd come along. To you know, it was Lent, and uh, and he wanted to do something for Lent. And coming along to hear me was his penance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there he was. Uh, and he came up to me afterwards, and he said, "Oh, look, I really appreciate what you had to say today, but um, I just wanted to say." Um, I find it really challenging that uh, that God wants to have a personal relationship with me. Wow. He said, um, in fact, I'd really rather not hear that. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, why? Why, why? why would you rather not hear that? Um, you know what he replied? What did he say? <laughs> he said, I'm really happy to, uh, to live our faith. I'll, I'll come to Mass every week. Uh, I'll even try to pray sometimes. I'll try to be good to people. But um, but I find it too challenging to think that God wants to have a personal relationship with me. And um, Because he said, if that's true, then God may want me to do something mm. that I don't want to do, uh, and I don't want to know about that. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, you know, what, what struck me was... Um, the honesty mm. of that, that's where he was at at that time, you know, and, uh, and it was honest and he was wanting to communicate that. And I think for a lot of people that can be true. We're, we're happy to believe in God and we're happy to hope that God will bring us to himself at the end, you know, whatever that means for each of us. You mm. know, we never know, you know, what all that will be. We're happy to believe that. We hope that God's going to do that. But the thought that God wants to walk with us every day and he'll communicate with us can be really daunting for some people. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think we, we might resist that? I think people are comfortable with the lives that they're living. And so the idea that their life might have to change if they start being you know a bit more serious about their faith or or listening to god's will for their life yeah they they don't they're 
and we all can be when I mm. say they, you know, we could be afraid of what's outside of our comfort zones. Yeah. And I think that's really true. And I think that's true even for people who do want to have that relationship. Absolutely. You know, because it's like um, part of me wants control. Mm. You know, God, I'm I'm happy to have this relationship with you and I'm happy to know that you love me and I'm happy this and that. As long as you don't push me beyond something that I want, I want to do. Yeah. You know, or, you know, oh, I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to um, – Deal with those things in my life that I don't want to have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm not as compassionate as I could be or I'm not as loving or as merciful or, or whatever it is. And that can be really tra- really challenging. Definitely. Um, and I think um, instinctively we can resist that. Mm. I often think that when, um, when we pray, you know, you're, you're, I often pay quite close attention, say, to the prayers of the faithful at Mass and what it is that we're praying about. And, uh, and I often think, hmm... We, and I include myself here, <laughs> are very comfortable asking God to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, not so much comfortable <laughs> with letting God um, let us know what, what he wants us to do. Mm. You know, and, uh, and that can be when it's really hard. You know, so, so God do this and God do that and God look after this one and God mm. stop the rain or God, you know, do this or and whatever. And rather than... God, what do you want me to do? That's right. You know, that can be really challenging, isn't it? You know, mm. God, what does God want me to do? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Steph, so, um, what we are going to do then, I think what God wants us to do right now is, um, and if, you know, even if he doesn't, he'll, he'll work, you'll use it anyway, is um, we're wrestling a, um, with this whole idea that God has wants to have a personal relationship with us. And we've been talking about some of these difficult passages of Scripture. And here we've got uh, St. Paul. Okay? Paul's letter to the Romans is, is it's a long letter. Mm. He's covering some really important points. Re- it's all about how God is relating to us as individuals, but also about how God is relating to us as a community. And we've got this wonderful passage from Romans 5. Would you like to read that for us? Sure. Therefore, just as one person's trespass led to condemnation for all, so so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that just as sin exercised dominion in death, so grace might also exercise dominion through justification leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. There you go. Eh? And if uh, people listening to that have uh, a clear idea what that was about, <laughs> <laughs> then they're doing pretty good. Um, I want you, everybody, to, to get your Bibles out at some stage after this and take a look at Romans five eighteen to 21. Now, what's this about? Now, remember, we're talking about God's personal relationship with us. And we're talking about difficult passages of Scripture. And we'll notice why this is relevant. He's talking about one person's trespass, and he's talking about one person's act of righteousness. That is, it's personal, but it's also communal. Mm. So, uh, so that's why it's relevant to this. 
And remember we said at the, in our last st- session, some passages of Scripture you really got to think about and you really got to pray about and you really got to read about and you got to talk to one another about in order to come to some understanding what it's about. And so I'm going to put Steph on the spot here. She knows <laughs> that I'm going to do this. <laughs> and um, and Steph, I, I understand this is hard, but where, where would you start with a passage of Scripture about this? What do you think? It's definitely a challenging scripture. It's it's not straightforward, that's for sure. I think when I was reading it, the first thing that I thought of, I was like, okay, I feel like there's just a lot of big words in this, um, but what do I understand? So I th- took some time to kind of you know highlight or underline. All right, what what are the parts of this this verse that I understand? You know, just as one person's one person's trespass led to condemnation for all like um the the link between that line and adam comes mm-hmm. to mind um so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification um and life for all I'm like okay that's that's jesus so there's a there's a comparison here between adam mm-hmm. and jesus um well then it goes you know where sin increased grace abounded all the more so where there was more sin there was also more grace that came mm-hmm. about um, so that just in sin exercised dominion in death, so great might so grace might also exercise dominion through justification justification leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Shane, I feel like I don't have a a big uh divine answer for you when it comes <laughs> to this verse. I I can kind of take it um as it is, but yeah, I guess it raises more questions for me. Um, you know, what's what's the difference between righteousness and justification? Um, where does um, grace come into play um, through all of this? And mm. yeah, they're just, you know, a few of the, the questions that I have when it comes to this verse. What do you think about it? Yeah. Look, I think um, Paul is, is often a divisive figure in um, in the wider Christian tradition. Um, he gets, um, because at times what he's writing about is so complex, he gets oversimplified and uh, and we end up thinking, oh, that's what he means. You know, and uh, and uh, and we sort of dismiss him as as being. We just we dismiss him too simplistically. What Paul is trying to do here is something very subtle. And I think the the first thing we've got to understand with Paul is um, he's a very educated person, and at times he will put ideas that really need to be deeply thought about and uh, and sort of progressively understood. In this context, he's trying to do something really important. He's trying to link what Jesus came to do with the human inability to do it for ourselves. What do we mean by that? The human being found human beings found themselves in the situation where 
we have this God who wants to have this deep and loving relationship with us, who wants us to exist with him for eternity. It's the reason God's created us. Mm. You know, and, um, and yet instinctively we, uh, we find ourselves mucking that relationship up. You know, that's symbolized in Adam in this, in this thing. It, uh, in faith we say it, it began right with the first human beings. The first human beings instinctively related to themselves as if they were God. Mm. That's basically what original sin is, 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 is this predisposition that we have to say we're in charge. Uh, the eating of the apple is, is all the fruit. Mm. Um, it's basically um, Eve saying, um, I'm God in my life. I get to decide what's good and what's true and what, what things should be done and, and what have you. And, uh, and that's the constant temptation that human beings have all the time. Mm. And so God has this problem, in a sense. The God's problem is this. I want you to be with me for eternity, but you keep doing things yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that get in the way of that mm. uh, and that need to be healed. And, uh, and so when Paul is writing the letter to the Romans, he's saying this is the fundamental thing that Jesus is trying to do. Jesus, no, he's not trying to do Jesus successfully does it. Mm. It's that he, he, um, he heals that relationship. And, uh, and so it's in the power of, of, of who he is and his death and his resurrection that that relationship was, is healed. Um, but we find that uh, in the writings of Paul. That, that's what he's trying to deal with. Um, so let's um, think again. Look, can I read that passage of scripture again? Because I'm, I'm aware, you know, that not everyone um, sitting at home um, has that in front of them. Mm-hmm. And in light of what I was just saying then about this is about Paul trying to say, here's your situation. Here's my situation. Mm. Here's the situation of every human being who's listening to this. And this is what God is wanting to do about it. So let's, let's bear that in mind. So, Paul to the Romans 5, 18 to 21. Therefore, just as one person's trespass, that is one person's failure, one person's sin, led to the condemnation for all. Okay, so because one person struggled their way through this and they made a, they, they, they undermined this relationship with God, this, is impacts, this impacts on everybody. So just as this is the case, so one person's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. And that one person, of course, is Jesus. All right. The um, the pure and deep act of love that Jesus manifested when he gave himself completely over to God. This is the reality. This is this this addresses. Every dysfunction, every sin that any human being has ever manifested. And in fact, says Paul, where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Mm. You know, we uh, we can think that human beings have got it so wrong uh, at times. And at times we have. And yet God doesn't say, well, too bad about that. That's right. (laughs) You know, God says, okay, it's all such a mess. Mm. 
I'm going to give even more grace so that it can be healed. You know, isn't that a beautiful thought? So incredible. Just the, the, in our own lives. And then he, he goes on to explain it even for, further. So that just as sin exercised dominion in death. And wh- what does that mean? Just as sin exercised dominion. What he means is sin because it's brokenness, sin because it's futility, sin because it's pain and darkness and, and all those things, it, it leads to death. You know, that's what he means by exercise, dominion, and death. And yet grace, the grace of God and the love of God and the peace of God and the beauty of God, Paul says, so grace might also exercise dominion through justification. And by justification, we just mean healing, that the price is paid, that, 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 that the thing that we couldn't fix, God says, it's all right, I'll fix it for you. But I need to do it in one like you. And that's who Jesus Christ is. Mm. You know, that he's, he's the human being who is God, but is who, is, who is like us. And so Jesus is the bridge between us and God. Because one of us broke the relationship with God, then one of us had to restore the relationship with God. Mm. And because we couldn't do it ourselves, God says, listen, you broke the relationship. You need to heal it. You can't do it. I'm going to become one of you so that I can do it for you. Mm. What do you think about that, Steph? <laughs> You're right, Shane. Like, we need God to be able to build that bridge for us because we can't do it. There's not anyone in the world, you know, that would be able to to be that bridge. So we really needed, really needed God to to send Jesus down. And that's what Paul is really trying to communicate there. And you can see why he's really, um, he's trying to, in in a short passage of scripture, he's trying to say something that's so so central. Mm. And so in order to do that, he's really trying to find the words that, that really stretch us to understand what God has done. But when we look at a passage like that, which initially seems so hard, and, uh, and, and when we look at it, and we find this again and again throughout Scripture, we can look at it and we initially we can think, gosh, what's this about? Yeah. But then we look at a text like this and we see, okay, all he's saying is, we get it wrong. God loves us. God's found a way of healing that so that we can have this beautiful personal relationship with God. And even though sometimes we feel like we're really struggling, you know, to get it right, and uh, God looks at that and he says, in my mercy and in my love, the very fact that you are struggling means that I'm going to reach out even more. Mm. You know, where sin abounds, grace is even stronger. Yeah. So is Paul saying here then that Jesus is the path? Basically, it it goes back to what Jesus says in the Gospels, you know, Mm. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I think it's really important that we understand something here, Steph. It's it's one of the important things. It comes up every Easter or every Lent, Mm. you know, the suffering and death of Jesus. And and we can, 
one, you know, I remember somebody saying to me, he was an atheist actually, we were having a bit of a debate, and he said, I can't believe in a God who would require that his own son suffer and die. Mm. And I thought that's a good point. And I really had to think about that and I really had to pray about that because that's what Paul's talking about here, you know, the suffering and death of Jesus. Now, why does God need this? Until we understand something, it's not God who needed it. It's we who needed it. Mm. You know, that this God, that, that the suffering and death of Jesus isn't something that God does to Jesus. It's something that we do to God because Jesus is God. Mm. Jesus is, is God incarnate. And this beautiful love of God who says, you needed me to become one of you. And you needed me to show the depth of my love for you. And my love is such that I'm even prepared to suffer and die for mm. you. Uh, and to be vulnerable enough to allow you to do this to me. That's how much God wants to have this relationship mm. with us. How incredible is our God? <laughs> That God is prepared to do that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Look, I, I'm, I'm aware that's probably um, a heavy place uh, <laughs> for us to finish up on today. But I, I just want to leave that with everybody. You know, that this God who is calling us into this personal relationship with him is so keen <laughs> to have this relationship that he's prepared to enter into the human situation. He's prepared to suffer and he's prepared to die just to show us how much that he loves us. And so this God is, is not going to turn any of us away. Mm. So it doesn't matter where you've been in your life, what you've been up to, what you've struggled with, what your history is, what your mistakes are. Look, we've all got them. That's right. But none of that matters because we're... Sin abounds, or where weakness abounds, or where failure abounds, God's grace abounds even more. Mm. And, uh, and there's nothing that we can do to separate us from the love of God as long as we keep reaching out to God and calling out to God and saying, I've made another mistake. Mm. That's all right. I still want to have this relationship with you. So how about we leave it there, Steph? It's been beautiful having these four conversations with you uh, over, over these last four weeks. I've loved it, Shane. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And everybody, just keep praying about these things. Um, if Steph can do it and if I can do it, well, <laughs> you can do it too. And, uh, and we'll pick up with our new guest uh, next week and, uh, and we'll see where that, those conversations take us. So God bless everybody. And thanks, Steph. Thank you for joining us in the Going Deeper podcast. We invite you to take a moment to reflect on the following questions. How have you experienced the generosity of God in your life? How is God asking for your generosity? And in what ways does God want to pour out blessings upon us?